today with astronomy, but also talking about some mysteries in space. Let me explain. Knew that was going to happen. Took my deep breath as it came back. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you for joining us for Everyday Heroes, the series that covers all things educational, informational, but still super fun. We're going to have another class today, and before we start, if you haven't yet, go grab one of our shirts. You can get different colors, different sizes. All you got to do is put your phone up to the uh, QR code there. It'll bring it up on your phone. All that good stuff. We're going to bring it up at the end of the session as well, so if you weren't able to get at the beginning, you got one more chance to uh, to swipe that code. All right, guys. So this is astronomy class. However, even in science, we have mysteries that sometimes can't be solved, or maybe they can be. They're just not fully understood. So uh, skyatnightmagazine.com has just a few um, of the biggest space mysteries. We're going to go over just a couple of those guys there. Uh, five specific ones that I found more interesting than others. But if you want to check out the rest, the link is there for you. So get out your notebook. Let's talk, right? All right, number one. First question that they asked were, how do galaxies form? Now, they don't have much of information. However, the simplest answer they have is through gravity. Gravity in space allows for that formation to happen. They say primordial matter in the newborn universe wasn't spread out evenly. Areas of slightly greater density attracted more matter and grew bigger over time. Empty spaces grew emptier. Makes sense, right? Thus, even though the universe was expanding, matter was pulled into lumps that eventually grew into galaxies like our own Milky Way. Cosmologists studied the birth of galaxies in an expanding universe by running huge computer simulations. Uh, one notably is the Millennium Run performed at Durham University by their scientists. Yes, astronomers can build a universe on the computer. Not super surprising, though. Uh, the statistics of resulting galaxy distribution are then compared to the observed large-scale structure of the actual universe. The good news is that one particular motto agrees that there is one real thing, a universe in which most matter consists of dark particles that hardly interact with normal atoms. So, we know how it's built-ish, but there's still the running mystery to where did it all come from to form. You have to have the pieces to form it together. Think about a, a Lego set. You have to have the pieces to put it together, but their question is where do those pieces start out with? So, not a super, super mysterious topic there, but, you know, you can't really figure this out in the depths of space. So the closest thing we really have to work off of is the, the computer, right? <laughs> um, so they, they ended by saying that the models predict how they somewhat can be formed, but the full picture isn't there yet. All right, number two, is our solar system unique? They say this is a very fascinating question, and until the mid-1990s, astronomers didn't have a, a clue that there were actually other solar systems out there. There were a handful of sterilized planets that had been discovered uh, orbiting pulsars, 
uh, which are uh, compact stellar corpses that emit copious lethal x-rays, but no one knew about planetary companions of sun-like stars, meaning stars that have your basic sun object that rotates around. So has the question about the Ignis been solved? In a way, yes. We know that we're not the only one uh, that is there, but it doesn't really answer the, are we unique? Um, we know that other planets or other systems have planetary objects, uh, asteroid type fields, and of course a sun-like being, so to speak. But I guess you can say that it's not unique, but at the same time, it probably is because every system kind of does its own thing. So we might be rare, as they put it, but we're probably not unique. But again, rare or unique, it's kind of a interchanging. Number three, what caused the Big Bang? Now, they actually call this a suggestive question because there really is minimal other than knowing what the Big Bang itself is of what caused it. You would assume that something before it had to happen to create it. But that assumption of having something prior might not actually have any meaning to the specific event. So perhaps the Big Bang not only accounted or mounted to the creation of matter and energy, but also the origin of space and time itself. That's the question. The Big Bang created all of this stuff. But where did it come from? Why did it start? Was there really just empty before? Um, and because of that, it's difficult to hold a logical case or logical point to what it was. This is some philosophical stuff, as they put it. Um, and until recently, some scientists held the view that the universe would someday recollapse, eventually leading to another bang. If that's the case, well, why would it recollapse and then rebang multiple times if we don't even know what the deal was? Now, on a side note, many a times people think that there have been Earths and other solar systems like ours prior to us, meaning that we are in a rotation of solar system as we are in a rotation of planets. And if you, if you believe in the fact that we talked about before when we talked about Pangea, that planets like Earth do go through drastic changes, it's highly possible to have changes of solar systems. Just because we only know of our specific timeline, so to speak, doesn't mean it doesn't happen elsewhere. So some physicists suggest, physicists suggest that the Big Bang was caused by our empty four-dimensional space-time colliding with another universe that floats next to ours in a hyper-dimensional bulk space. Even more mind-boggling, if something caused the Big Bang, what caused the cause? So this is one of my favorite unknown mysteries because it's just that. There really is no answer, and, and I'm sure we will go over more of that on a later video as well. Number four, how will the universe end? Well, if the universe started somehow, supposedly it's going to end. Well, not necessarily just end, but kind of restart again. If you watched my video on 2001 the other day on Mysteries of Life, the main character ends up being reborn, and the assumption is he goes through another life cycle again. Well, the same thing goes for planets. So 
maybe it won't. You know, the population, human beings, will pass, possibly regenerate, planets erode, stars explode, and even black holes poof into thin air. Maybe the universe will live forever, but who knows? So already the cosmic baby boom, when the stellar birth rate in the universe was at its peak, is distant history, and it will be another 100 billion years or so until star formation in many galaxies dwindles down almost completely. What about the universe as a whole? So since the discovery in 1998, a mysterious acceleration in the expansion of the universe known as dark energy, many astronomers believe it will never slow down, let alone revert to a contracting phase. So, will the universe die off or disappear? According to many, not necessarily because, well, it doesn't seem to be able to do that since we now learned about energies like dark energy, dark matter, and whatnot. Eventually, though, uh, you know, galaxies, planetary systems, all that will disappear beyond each other's cosmic horizon and the universe will be dark and lonely. Kind of sad, right? The mystery is in the precise sequence of events. Maybe all elementary particles are unstable in the long run and matter will, will completely cease to exist. Also, the mysterious dark energy that drives the acceleration of the universe might become stronger leading to a big rip when space itself is torn asunder. Whole lot of words in there. But it's either going to be so strong that it folds on itself, it's not going to be strong enough and nothing will happen, or it'll just vanish. Kind of sounds weird either way, right? All right, number five. Was Einstein wrong? Again, asking this question would make you ask, was Isaac Newton wrong? Were any of the theorists wrong? Um, Newton's theory of gravity is accurate enough to fly a spacecraft to the moon, but it breaks down in extremely high speeds or in very strong gravitational fields. That's where Einstein's theory of general relativity is a better alternative. It correctly describes the bending of starlight by gravity, the orbital de decay of binary pulsars, and the warming of space-time around a black hole. As we know, Einstein's theory does prove that something like time travel, something like time bending is true. We just don't have the resources to do so. But what it does prove is how everything goes in the way that it does. Excuse me, how space and time work together. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Um, so that's why general, general relativity is currently physicist's best theory for gravity. So why are we asking this question? Because history may well repeat itself. Physicists might discover small effects that would hint at an even better theory of gravity. In fact, the unexplained declaration of spacecraft like Pioneer 10 and 11, which slowed down more than would be expected from the combined gravity of the sun and planets, has been interpreted as evidence for new physics. All right, so what they're really saying here is not so much is he wrong, but is there more to learn? And that's really just what science is, guys. And that's what most of these mysteries are. It's not so much that a theory may or may not work or may or may not be true. It's that as you learn, you expand. Newton was right with his gravity theory. Einstein was right with a better relativity theory. Soon, we might have a third person that's going to change the game and do that too. But without Newton and Einstein, you wouldn't get to where you are now. So was he wrong? Well, he might be overpassed by somebody else, but his theory is more or less legit. So 
Which of these mysteries did you like the most about space and which do you want to learn more of? Really quick, we're going to throw this up one more time. Get out your phones, hit that QR code. Uh, grab a shirt while you're there. Check out whatever, you know, all the other stuff we have too. You can get this shirt though in different colors, different sizes, and it might even grab you a free item as well, if you get one that is. So snap a thing, let me know what you think. We'll be happy to get you, um, or we're going to get more items in our store, but I just thought this is one of the coolest things I made. So boom, there you go. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. We know it's valuable. We're glad that you are spending some moments with us. We got another video later today. And then, of course, a new week of new fun. So until then, guys, thanks for watching. Stay curious.